Hey, my name is Alyssa Wolf, and as a chronic pain specialist, I am on a mission to empower you to tackle your chronic pain naturally by uncovering hidden truths about pain and exposing the deeper cause. I aim to help you transform your relationship with pain because you've been in this relationship for long enough and you deserve better. You just need a little help to get out of it. And that is what the Chronic Pain Breakup Podcast is all about. I'll be busting pain management myths, teaching you some of the mind-blowing neuroscience of pain, and help you overcome some of the roadblocks that are keeping you from seeing real, long-term improvements in pain. Stick with me, and in no time, you'll learn the keys to breaking up with stubborn pain so you can get back to doing what makes you, you, and living your fearless and fulfilling life. So if you have chronic pain and are looking for no-fluff, natural, science-backed pain relief solutions, pull up a seat and get cozy because you are in the right place. Let's get started. Hey everyone. So in case you didn't know, September is National Pain Awareness Month. And so because this is such a special month and it's my job to literally raise awareness and spread education about chronic pain to inspire and motivate and educate you about various different treatment options that are available those that are available to you outside of the, the traditional healthcare system, outside of what you can get from your doctors and your physical therapists and your psychologists in the clinic. It's my job to inform you. And not only that, call out the BS that's out there, right? Like if you've been in my world for any amount of time, you now probably realize, have realized that I'm a no BS kind of gal. And I'm going to, I'm going to let you know what kind of stuff is real science and evidence-based and research-based versus what's pseudoscience and what's the fluff so that you don't have to waste your time trying to figure out all that stuff on your own and wasting time and useless with useless techniques and all that trial and error so that you can get off that hamster wheel that you're spinning on. It's also my job to reveal some of the misconceptions that are associated with chronic pain and pain management and bust some of the myths that you may have you may hear about chronic pain. And so that is what I plan to do today. I plan to share with you some of the chronic pain myths and hopefully expose those myths and bust them today. But before I do that, I want to remind you that right now I am accepting applications for the full scholarship to my 16-week program, the Chronic Pain Breakup Method. And this is also part of my way of celebrating and showing appreciation for National Pain Awareness Month. One of my values is giving back to this community, to people who have chronic pain. I dedicated my career and my profession and my business to truly serving the chronic pain population. And unfortunately, one of the effects that chronic pain has on people is it takes away from your ability to focus and concentrate and sit for long periods of time and stand for long periods of time. And so it inherently has this effect on your ability to work. And so I'm exceedingly aware of this and how many people have lost their jobs or unable to work because of their chronic pain condition and because of their disabilities. Unfortunately, my program is not something that is gonna be covered by health insurance. And therefore it's hard for some people to be able to afford a program like this. And I understand that. And I think that is gonna be one of the biggest barriers that people have to doing this program. And that is why I do this scholarship. I want to give back to this community. I want to give someone, I want to give it to someone who really needs this program. 
I want to give them the opportunity to change their life. Someone who would benefit from this program based on their health condition, based on their history of what they've tried in the past and what's worked and what hasn't worked, and based on their level of commitment to really doing whatever it takes to solve this problem to start feeling better. And so I really want to give this scholarship to someone who really needs it and really deserves it and would really benefit from this program. Um, and I was able to do this scholarship once before, and it was a huge blessing to me to be able to bless this individual who has now finished the program and is feeling a whole lot better than she did when she first started with me. So with all that being said, regardless of where you're at, what you've tried or what your diagnosis is, whether you're struggling financially or not, if you have chronic pain that's been going on for longer than six months and it's taking a toll on your on your physically, on your ability to move and be active and participate in life and your relationships at work uh, and in your family and around your house, it's, it's taking a toll on you mentally, emotionally, on your ability to think and focus and your energy levels. And you just don't know what else you can do to try to start feeling better naturally without all the pills, like without the physical therapy, or the surgery or the injections and without having to become a mind body expert or a healer or a holistic health guru. And so if that sounds like you, I want to encourage you to apply to this scholarship. You can find a link to apply in the description, um, but be sure you submit your application by Sunday, September 18th at 11 PM Pacific time. I won't be considering any applications that are submitted after that deadline. So click the link to apply. And I can assure you that I will be reading and rereading everything you wrote in your application. I will fully consider everybody who applies. I'll be choosing one winner to receive this full scholarship to the full program. And I'll be announcing the winner on Tuesday, September 20th via email. So make sure you apply and the best of luck to you. Now, Let's talk about some chronic pain myths because there is so much BS out there and the chronic pain BS is next level. And like I said, I wanna be able to help you filter through some of the noise and just tell you straight up, like what's the truth and what are some of the misconceptions that you may have if you have chronic pain or if you, ha if you have a family member who has chronic pain. So let's get started with myth number one. So myth number one is pushing through pain is the only way to get anything done. Now, maybe this is something that you've experienced and started to believe yourself. In the conversations that I've had with people who have chronic pain, I've noticed this kind of pop up quite frequently in those conversations. You know, a lot of people tell me, you know, Alyssa, I can't get anything done if I don't push through pain. And a lot of people are stuck in this cycle of push and crash. And it, and so it goes through the cycle of really doing everything during the times where they feel a little bit better. And then they pay for it later. Like everything crashes, everything comes falling apart, their energy level tanks, and the pain just spikes up to an incredible level. And they can't do anything for, you know, a few days or a few weeks because they're left dealing with this flare up after they've pushed themselves. But at the same time, you know, it feels like I can't get anything done unless I push myself during those times where I'm feeling a little bit better. It makes sense that you would do that because 
no one has ever shown you how to properly pace yourself, pace your activities, pace your exercises, pace your movements without having to constantly push yourself so hard that you push yourself into a flare up and without constantly living from one flare up to the next in this push crash cycle. So yes, it may feel like pushing through pain is the only way to get anything done. The thing I want to, I want you to realize is pushing through pain or pushing yourself into pain, into a flare up is a problem because every time you experience pain, you are reinforcing and strengthening those pain pathways that run in your nervous system. Think about it this way. The more you run that circuit, the stronger those connections get, they become more automatic. It's just like riding a bike or developing any new skill for that matter. You practice that pain pathway enough and it becomes more and more automatic, just like muscle memory. So the stronger those pathways are, the harder it's going to be to break up with your pain and get rid of it. Like no amount of stretching or physical therapy exercises or injections are going to relieve that pain because those pain pathways have become automatic. They're very strong and they become very automatic. So instead of pushing yourself through pain or into pain and living in that cycle of push and crash, you just need a simple strategy to help you pace yourself properly and easily. And there is a simple systematic way of doing that, that I teach in my program, the chronic pain breakup method. What this allows you to do is as you pace yourself, you're able to complete the activity movement or exercise thus helping your body get stronger and more coordinated, developing the right muscles and the right uh, movement pathways without causing the pain to flare up at the same time, which has the added benefit of not only helping you avoid a flare up, but also helping you weaken the strength of those pain pathways in those automatic connections. All right, so let's move on to myth number two. So myth number two, you're in pain because you're stressed or depressed. So you may have been in pain for a really long time. You may have been told that your x-rays and your MRIs or your scans don't really explain all the pain that you're having. Your diagnostic testing isn't really giving you the answers that you're looking for. And so when doctors can't really identify a structural or mechanical cause for your pain, unfortunately, it's implied then that the pain is all in your head. It's a result of you being super stressed. It's because you're depressed. It's because you're anxious. And these ideas are being reinforced by what you hear from other folks online. And part of the reason for this is because there is absolutely a connection between stress and emotions and trauma and pain. Like there is, there's absolutely no denying that there is a connection between pain and like mental health. But the problem is when we say that the pain is caused by stress or emotions, that implies that the solution is to simply stress less and be less emotional, right? Like if the pain was actually caused by stress and emotions, then wouldn't all the pain be relieved if we just took away the stress and the emotional issues? Now, I'm sure anyone listening already probably knows that this just doesn't actually work that way. Relieving your stress or dealing with your emotional issues doesn't relieve pain completely. It's not going to cure the chronic pain problem. Finding ways to handle your stress or reduce your stress responses can absolutely have an impact on your experience of pain. However, it will not fix the problem because it doesn't address the nervous system component to the problem. 
Now, there's lots of pain neuroscience research and clinical trials that tell us that the nervous system is capable of making some changes that cause pain to be amplified. You can almost think of it as, as if your nervous system is like your security system and the sensitivity of your security system was just turned up to 10. It's as if your security cameras, your motion detector detectors became really sensitive to any little thing and now any little thing can set off the security alarm. And not only that, the volume of the alarm gets turned up even louder. So the problem with our healthcare system is that the healthcare system is so heavily focused on the structural and the mechanical problems. And when they can't identify a structural or mechanical problem to solve, or trying to solve the mechanical or structural problem didn't work, and your doctors are not fully informed about all the changes that happen in the nervous system, that's when these changes don't get addressed. And what happens is the only other possibility must be that you're stressed and you're an emotional person. I'm not going to say that, you know, you're not under a lot of stress and that you're not an emotional person because you might be, and that's okay if you are. But what I can say to you is that you're not in pain because you're in a lot of stress and because you're an emotional person, you're in a lot of pain. You know, you have this chronic pain condition because of the changes that have occurred in your nervous system, because of these maladaptive changes that have happened that make pain become chronic and make pain amplified. And unfortunately, these changes in your nervous system are actually what makes you feel more stressed, more anxious, more depressed, and make you even more irritable and emotional. So these changes in your nervous system need to be addressed, right? All right, so let's move on to myth number three. Myth number three is you have to spend hours in the gym or PT clinic to make or maintain progress. Now, this is something that a lot of folks that I've talked to who have um, chronic pain, have they've done this and they've, they've told me that the only way they were able to sort of hold on to the progress that they made was by continuously doing physical therapy or working out of the gym. And when they stopped doing the physical therapy or they stopped doing all the stretching, all of their progress just went away. It was like taking, you know, like five steps backwards. And so that can lead to this misconception that I think some people may have is that you have to spend hours and hours at the gym or in a PT clinic doing those boring exercises in order to make or maintain your progress. And there's a couple of things that I need to tease apart for this. Number one is that your body may not be ready for exercise. So depending on how sensitive your nervous system is, you may not be able to tolerate doing any kind of exercise right now. If that is the case, if every time you exercise or work out or move, you send yourself into a pain flare, your body's probably not ready for exercise. And therefore you'd really need to focus on reducing the sensitivity of your nervous system by retraining your nervous system first in order to make your body ready to exercise. When it is ready to exercise, you also need to pace yourself to gradually get back to, into it without just going all out and pushing yourself into another flare up. We talked about that a little earlier. The second thing you need to understand is that retraining your nervous system does not have to take hours and hours a day, every day. In my program, I teach a series of strategies and drills that 
you could complete in less than 20 minutes per day, give or take. You know, some days it'll be a little more, some days a little less. And sometimes you can even split those drills up into different times throughout the day. So you could spend a couple minutes in the morning, a couple minutes at lunchtime, maybe a few minutes at bedtime, but really it only takes about 20 minutes per day. So if you could commit to 20 minutes per day to doing a few simple drills and strategies that are the most supportive for to your body and to your nervous system, that would allow you to reduce your pain and help you improve your, your activity level and your strength and your range of motion. Isn't that much more doable? So eventually over time, as you're retraining your nervous system, you'll notice your activity tolerance is improving. Your strength is improving. Your endurance is improving. And over time, you'll be able to spend more of that time doing the kind of working out or exercising that you really want to do without causing those flare-ups to happen. Okay. So no, you don't have to spend hours and hours at the gym or in a PT clinic if you want to start feeling better. If you have about 20 minutes a day, you can do it. All right. So it is time for myth number four. Myth number four meditation will relieve your pain. There is so much online and even from your doctors or coming from your friends and family, probably even too, telling you that meditation is the key to relieving chronic pain. Now I've spoken to hundreds and hundreds of people with chronic pain and none of them have told me that meditation has been the magic fix. Many people do continue to meditate because they do see that it helps to relieve their pain. But most of the time, that relief is minimal and temporary. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I have many clients who do my program who have a regular practice that involves meditation. And I encourage them to continue that as long as it is the best use of their time, as long as it's providing them with more relief than it's providing them with more stress. Because if you're trying to incorporate this practice of regular meditation and it's only adding more stress to your plate, then it's probably not something that's worth focusing on, right? And so if the benefits of doing the meditations are not really there and there's potentially a better use of your time, then maybe meditation isn't the best thing to be continuously trying to put into practice. Now, I think also meditation may be a really good tool for flare-up management. Now, again, I need to be clear that this is just my opinion and that I know that everyone kind of has some different opinions on this. My big take is, if it works for you, keep doing it. The problem is that, that I have is that a lot of folks will say that meditation is the key to relieving the pain and is the key to retraining the nervous system. And what I can say to that is meditation is good for relieving some of the pain immediately and, temp and in the moment, but that relief is temporary. So it's not going to have any retraining effects on your nervous system, aside from temporarily shifting you out of a state of fight or flight and into a state of rest and digest. It is an incredible practice, an incredible skill to have to be able to do that, to shift your body from fight or flight into rest and digest, but it's not actually going to retrain the changes that have already happened in your nervous system that cause the nervous system to become more sensitive and turn up the alarm on your pain. Not only that, meditation is just not for everyone. I've tried meditation and it's really not something that I could really ever get into. And you may be that way too, or you may be an expert meditator. Either way is totally fine. But I want you to know that when we're talking about the changes in the nervous system that cause pain to persist and to be louder, 
meditation will not reverse those changes. And therefore, it won't have any long-term effects on your pain. The real science-backed strategies and drills needed to help retrain your nervous system are what my program is built around. In the program, I teach you step-by-step what you need to know about pain from a nervous system perspective. Like what the heck is actually going on in your nervous system that's causing all this pain? And then I teach you exactly what to do to address each change in your nervous system one at a time. So if you're at all interested in the program, I'd highly encourage you to apply for the scholarship that I I mentioned at the beginning. Remember the application deadline is Sunday, September 18th at 11 p.m. Pacific time. So make sure you apply. And also if you wanna be extra sure that this is something you benefit from and make sure that this is something you haven't tried before and get an idea of what the program involves, what it looks like to retrain your nervous system, you can always set up a free phone call with me where we'll talk about your pain and give you some clarity around what the next steps are for you, whether that involves my program or not. I hope that today that busting these myths cleared up some limiting beliefs and misconceptions for you. So please let me know what other myths I missed in the comments. What are the myths that you hear most often that you'd like me to clear up? I hope this was helpful for you and we cleared up at least one misconception you might have had about chronic pain during National Pain Awareness Month. So that is it for today. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Chronic Pain Breakup Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. And if you want to take this relationship to the next level, you can connect with me and other pain crusaders inside my private Facebook group, Battling Chronic Pain with Neuroscience, where these episodes are actually recorded live. And I'd love to hear from you. Share your questions and biggest struggles with your chronic pain recovery journey by reaching out to me on Facebook or on Instagram at Pain Crusader. Thanks again for listening and never stop learning.